Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Are you looking to take your media strategy to the next level and make impact with millions of customers? Walmart Connect harnesses the massive reach of America's number one retailer. They can help you connect more meaningfully with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers to find the right audience for your message. They use Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to help you precisely target even niche audiences at scale. Visit walmartconnect.com today to see how they can help you find the customers you want at the scale you need. Hi, everyone. So glad you could join us for another episode of Adweek's Most Powerful Woman in Sports. I'm Lisa Granitstein, and it's here where the world's greatest marketers, media pros, athletes, and coaches share their remarkable career journeys and how they achieve peak performance. I'm thrilled to introduce global brand and PR strategist, Marvette Brito, president and CEO of the Brito Agency, whose diversified portfolio is at the nexus of sports, entertainment, fashion, politics, and business. We'll talk to Marvette about her career, how she's become an uber connector of sports stars, and what it takes to succeed today in the cutthroat world of PR and brand strategy. Called on by those in the know, Marvette is the ultimate brand architect. Marvette founded the Brito Agency in 1993 and from there has built a thriving global business, working alongside everyone from Magic Johnson to Mariah Carey. And now let's dive in. Marvette, welcome to the show. So good to see you. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Always good to chat with you. Same, same. Thank you for joining us. So we're going to start from the beginning. I want to start with how you, because I've never asked you this before, so it'll it'll be interesting to me 
who I've, I've known you for a few years now. How did you actually get your start in PR and brand strategy and, and then specifically in sports? You know, Lisa, we, I wish we had enough time to really talk about my journey because it's, it, it was a long one um, and, and, and really a, a non-traditional one because it, it, back when I started in 1991, um, Black women, particularly in women in PR and branding, was an anomaly. And so I was a former waitress, actually a former flight attendant that ended up um, moving to New York City. I was a waitress before I started my business. And I went to what I love to call Barnes & Noble University. I, I literally uh, believed that I had the innate ability to build equity and to build brands. And I essentially went to Barnes and Nobles and sat on the floor and read books I could not afford to buy um, and really just educated myself on all things, branding, bios, stories, because I knew I had the ability to serve and the ability to serve other people to fullness. For me, it's about taking people from fracturedness to fullness um, through brand equity and building um, their brand profiles. Um, so that's my short version, and, and maybe one day I'll be able to share the longer version with you and, and the Adweek community, because it is uh, quite an inspiring um, college dropout to CEO journey. Wow, I would love to hear it. But I, I am curious, we could spend just a moment, if you could tell me how you actually got to PR and brand strategy. What was it sitting in Barnes & Noble that got you there? Or was it somebody who inspired you? Why PR? You know, I think that if you have, I think we all are born with gifts. We all have an innate purpose within us. And we just have to really find the environments that will nurture our gifts. And for me, I was always seeing people fully realized. I would walk into businesses and give recommendations to what I felt a business owner should do. I would talk to my friends about the things that I felt they needed to do. I went to school and studied political science. I went to Tuskegee. And after two years, I just, I felt like I wanted to just fly towards my greater purpose. Um, and I wasn't really sure what that was called until I moved to New York City. Again, I was a flight attendant. Eastern went out of business literally in the air. I was stuck in New York. And as I lived in a city, I just began to understand that PR was a, a, a practice that was able to help me shape perceptions. I was really, really big on shaping perception and helping to understand how I could change the way people felt, the way people interacted with each other. And I realized that PR was the most potent tool to do that. When you think about how people act, how they consume, how they respond to their environment, how they respond to each other, it's all some level of PR or shaping of perception, shaping of the way that they think. And I knew that I wanted to work on the positive side of doing that. Okay. So what is a day in the like of Marvette Brito like? Tell me, I mean, what, what do you do? What do you do? I, I mean, I know a little bit, you, you help us out with a lot of uh, our speakers and give us uh, strategies, but what, how do you work with sports, sports stars? Let's start there. How do you work with your, your clients? Well, what I do for every brand and every client that I work with is that I do a couple things. I, first of all, build equity and bring value. That's the number one thing that we should all do. No matter where we live, where we work, what we do in our day-to-day -day lives, it's always measured in how 
valuable we are and how much value we bring to an to an, an a, a, another individual or to an enterprise a corporation upon which we work and so that's what i started doing in 1991 i started to work and bring value to people within my ecosystem and that work, which we'll get to later, which I call servitude, spread very quickly amongst my ecosystem of friends. Um, you know, I was always willing to work, always willing to support, always willing to partner. And from that, my gifts and talents were beginning to be nurtured. Um, and, and one of the things I'll talk about later, it, because a lot of people always ask, well, how do I find people who will yeah. help um, nurture my gifts? And how do I find mm -hmm. people who will actually hire me to do what I know I'm capable of doing? It starts with servitude, Lisa. It starts with okay. believing in yourself and just doing it. Um, I believe that people, when you're passionate about something, you can you'll do it without even being compensated for it. Mm -hmm. That's how that it fuels you, right? It becomes right. the thing that makes you tick. And that's what I was doing. I started uh, with a young actress, Michelle Thomas, who was my my official first client. Gary Sheffield was my my um, official first paying client. But Michelle Thomas was the first person who mm -hmm. let me you know, practice my talents on her, if you will. And mm -hmm. I did such a great job for her. She was on a show called Family Matters and I got yes. more press for her and she was a, a guest star than I got, than the main actors on the show got. And, and so quickly people started to ask, Michelle, how did you get on this magazine? How did you get on, you know, Regis and Kathy Lee? How did you get all of this press that is so keenly talking about who you are as an actress and your distinct handprint that you bring to the craft? And she started to just share with people that Marvette Brito was the one who was helping me, that I was helping to shape the storytelling around her talents in a way that no one had done before really because she wasn't considered the star of the show. So no one yeah. was really thinking about her. Right. From so there, you, I, yeah, go ahead. So from there, I got a call from Gary Sheffield, um, whose uncle, Doc Gooden, I was friends with. Um, and, and from Gary Sheffield, then that's where the Brito agency's journey began. Um, and I started with, I was, I guess, blessed enough to say that I started with someone who was a, a, a wildly celebrated uh, baseball star at the time. And, and he allowed me to learn. He allowed me to learn and, and develop my skills. And, but that was how I started in, in sports. Gary was our first, um, our first sports brand. Go Yankees. So, um, so how does it, how does it work now? I mean, how has PR evolved since, I mean, I'm not even going to ask since the nineties, obviously it's dramatically changed, but even in the last few years, how have you seen your business shift in terms of working with, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll focus on the sports uh, talent, uh, working with them in terms of, that seems like there's a lot of effort and focus towards brand marketing and getting them involved. Why is that? Why are they going this route? And how are you helping them? And how has it changed? 
Well, you know, I think I don't I think the only thing that changed really is the message vehicles, right? When I started in the early 90s, there was no certainly no internet, no Google, no social media. So mm-hmm. we really had to do the work. It was all about reading, it was all about writing, it was all about communicating, picking up the phone and and really getting journalists and and potential partners outside of the sports world interested in the brands and the products that you were working with. If you look at sports, sports is all about consumer engagement and fan engagement. And it's all about getting those fans to become ambassadors, both of the team that the brand and client plays for and for the Mm -hmm. client individually. The difference between what I do and the Brito agency does and what the teams do is that the team is keenly interested in the team. They're there to advance the Yankees, the Yankees or the Knicks per se. I am there to build equity in the player. We help players build legacy and to really position themselves for life off the field and off the court, right? Because Mm -hmm. one day their career, career will sadly come to an end. And so while you are playing in front of the world that adores you, that is the time for you to plant the seeds that you can so that you can eat from those trees that you planted when your career is over. So that is what we started doing very early on is cross-pollinating the guys. And first of all, starting with helping them create a very distinct handprint. And what does that mean? Yes, there might be, you know, several hundred players on a football squad, several you know, players on a basketball team, but it's your job to bring your authentic, distinct handprint to the job every day. And it's my job as a brander to amplify that that handprint so that I can communicate your value proposition to an audience, to fans and to potential partners. Because if you are Odell and you have blonde hair, or if you are, you know, someone who has a particular way that you celebrate in the end zone, if you have a certain way like Gary Sheffield has, where he swung his bat with a particular style, all of those things are things that we amplify. And then you introduce those nuances to potential partners and you, and you bridge brand alliances. So teams are, are around really to make sure that the, that the stands are filled with people who are there for the Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. Our job is to make sure that people specifically are there for the individual player because the player can't do a whole lot with the Yankees brand when he's no longer on the Yankee field. Right. And so we want to help the players build legacy, build category leadership while they're in the game so that they can have lifelong legacies and, and, and really build enterprise when their careers are over. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Ready to unlock the full potential of your media spend? Whether you're looking to launch a new product, build your brand, or help increase sales this quarter, Walmart Connect helps brands make an impact with precise targeting, powerful analytics, and the reach of America's number one retailer. Walmart Connect offers solutions for advertisers of all sizes on and off Walmart's digital properties and in their stores. From cost-effective sponsored search and self-serve display ads on Walmart's site and apps to connected TV and off-site media across web and social to in-store activations and live events, Walmart Connect can help you deliver the right content to the right Walmart customer at the right step of their shopping journey. And Walmart Connect's closed-loop measurement means they can track the full impact of your campaign on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today to find out how you can start connecting with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers. Walmart Connect. More than media. Meaningful connections. Okay. So I'm going to continue asking you questions, but I'm also going to ask the audience, please be sure to drop your questions into the Q&A box for more vet. We'll, I'll ask them as we go along. But my, so my next question tied to that is tied to what we were just discussing is how do you think the Black Lives Matter movement has altered the course of Black talent or people of color in general, even representation. How have you seen that change and, and where do we need still to go? Which, You know, I, I think with any industry, particularly sports, women have been historically excluded. I really became a, a staunch advocate for making sure that we created space in sports for women because I feel like any industry should at least mirror the composition of the fan base. I see so mm-hmm. many women in the stands, so many women who come and support sports, but there were very few women behind the scenes. You know, we, we get the glares and the stares and we get pointed in the direction of the wild lounge. And, and, and I would always have to say, no, no, I'm actually the one helping the, to negotiate the contract. Or I'm the one who's actually, you know, working on a sponsorship deal. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with being a wife, but the assumption is always made that a woman's role is, is very segmented into how she is perceived in that space. And so for me, it's been about activism and I've even helped to empower the wives and work with the wives. I have a very special wife, Mia uh, Wright, who runs the NBA Players Wives Association, who has done a fantastic job of using that organization to help reshift the way people think about women, both wives and women in general in the sports world. But for me, it's really about understanding that the Black Lives Matter movement just, I think, shined a brighter light on the fact that there were these gaps and voids and disparities. And I just don't want there to be an assignment of titles, if you will. Mm -hmm. I want there to be real collective mission-aligned allyship rather than tokenism. Have you found it easier to to do your job in in this regard in in promoting your clients? Um, Has it been easier? Is there... 
Has there, have you seen a change? Well, for me, Lisa, fortunately for me, I have been around for almost three decades. And so I think that there's a good knowledge of who the Brito Agency is, who I have been. I have worked with iconic players from Latrell Sprewell to Stefan Marbury to, you know, I, I mean, just a long list. I mean, we have been incredibly blessed to work with really category leading talent. So for me, I have not really found any difference in the way that there have been more opportunities for me or, or not. But what I will say is that I am seeing more women in front of the camera, whether it's in locker rooms, whether it's on the field. I do think that I don't know if it's necessarily the Black Lives Matter movement, um, because, again, I think that all of the spaces of sports need to do a better deliberate job outside of any movement of making sure that there is diversity, diversity that is fair, that is equitable yeah. and that is authentic to the to the space that women occupy in collective humanity and in business and enterprise on a day to day basis. So I think that they're trying to do a better job, but mm -hmm. ultimately there's still, of course, a lot okay. more work to be done. There needs to be, you know, coaches uh, across the league that are women, coaches across, you know, all the industries that are women. It shouldn't be a, a, a special circumstance when you see a woman and it shouldn't be a first. There's still too many first that we need to, to, to really eradicate in sports. Right. So tell me, what's the hardest part of being a CEO and the most rewarding? I think the hardest part is, is balancing the business side and the activism, you know, all the work that goes into making sure that, that, that there are others who follow behind me, right? And that mm -hmm. these spaces that I occupy, that I am not the only one, because I think that it, it, there, I take no pleasure in being the first. I take no pleasure in being the only. Mm -hmm. For me, I take pleasure in opening up the door, sticking my foot in it, and making sure that I, you know, turn around and and and, and usher more women who look like me through the door. Um, and so that balance of doing that activism while also managing and overseeing business on a day-to-day -day basis can be challenging. But at the same time, the reward for me is greater because as I see the composition of and, and the landscape of sports changing, it's I, I get to edify others in the space and I get to know that the work is not in vain. Right. So we have some chatter on, on, the, on the channel and and I'm so I'm wondering if you could share some advice with we have a few students in college who are who are uh, athletes, college players, and they're interested in PR and brand marketing. What's the best advice you could give them to make that first step into your world? You know, I think the interesting thing is I'm surprised at how many students I meet who have an interest in PR, have an interest in sports, have an interest in branding, and, and have not really read and done the work, right? And I mean read yeah. real life stories. I mean really dig deep into how did the needle on this particular brand move? If, if you're trying to be in sports and you don't know who some of the icons are, and, and I'm talking about behind the scene icons. So if you don't know who David Falk is, you know, the man who has, has been an, uh, an architect and agent to Michael Jordan throughout his whole career and helped create brand Jordan, then, then that's someone you need to study. So I do believe that it's very important. People want to master fields that they have yet to study, seriously study, right? And, and I don't mean textbook study. I mean, actually go out and understand how a certain thing came to be. 
And I think in that studying, you'll understand not only people's successes, but the mistakes that people made, right? And you understand yeah. careers mm -hmm. and the pitfalls of those careers. You know, study the, the, the Williams sisters and understand what their father had to do, you know, to chart a very specific niche for them in the world of tennis. So to me, I think the greatest thing you can do, because I think that's what I did, Lisa, that is immeasurable yeah. and invaluable. I learned so much by reading real-time stories and understanding, being very curious and asking questions, I had no entitlement. There was nothing owed to me. I knew I needed to do the work. And I knew that if that door ever opened, that I would be knowledgeable, equipped and ready and, and, and fully aware of the mm -hmm. industry that I would one day hope to master. Yeah. Okay. I have, I, I'm now starting to, of course, get a bunch of questions thrown here. So I'm going to ask one question and then uh, we may have to go to takeaways. We're running out of time. This is from Lexi Sydney. How have you seen the branding business change as athletes have, have more of a direct line to fans through their social channels as opposed to traditional media outlets? So it's, it's really much more of a direct connection. It is a direct connection, but let me tell you the, the, the difference between proactive and reactive. A lot of athletes or just people in general don't believe that they need strategy, that they need to move with strategy. You have to be proactive, but proactive and working in a strategic way, not just being responsive. And I find that a lot of athletes believe that visibility, you know, they're confusing visibility with credibility, right? So just because mm. they're visible and just because they're, they have an audience doesn't mean they're building equity. And yeah. equity really is, is, is about what you say no to, not just what you say yes to. So opportunity and the volume of opportunity doesn't mean you will ever become a potent brand. You have to understand what are your values? What is your value proposition? What is your distinct contribution to sports? And then you will know the opportunities that come to you, whether or not those are going to amplify who you are, further magnify who you are, or distract you from who you are. So I don't think that just because an athlete has direct access to an audience, they still need a strategist. They still need a team of operatives who are going to help them navigate the terrain. Because sometimes you can have so much coming at you that you believe it's all yeah. driving you further towards your goal, but it's not. It's just everyone wanting access to you and every Everyone wanting you to do what they think is best for you to do, but you have to have guardrails that protect your brand and keep you on track towards your brand goals. Wow. I, okay. I'm taking major notes when this is over. This is like a master class in PR and branding. I'm, we're going to go to your takeaways now. And then um, at some point soon, we're going to have to continue this conversation somehow with, with all these, with this audience. And I'm, I want my own personal class. But first, let's, let's go to the takeaways. Well, the first takeaway is rejection is God's protection. I meet so many amazing, uh, you know, strategists, visionaries who really want to tackle the world of sports and they just don't know how to keep going. They feel like if they if one player says no to them, if I want to be a sports agent and if 10 players say no, rejection is God's protection. Keep moving. Keep focused. Keep mastering your craft. Eventually, you will find that person who will understand the work that you did. They will understand the work that you did, and they will seek you out. For me, I have always believed that you should never have to pursue what you can attract. If you keep your head down, do the work, work on yourself, make yourself valuable, 
The individuals whose lives you will impact will find you, they will be introduced to you, and your talents will help birth their deepest aspirations. The second, your deepest purpose is found on the other side of servitude. Be of service. You won't always get paid. Find an opportunity. Find someone that you can work with. Be of service. Today, I think that there are so many relationships that are transactional. You give to someone and you expect something in return. Just give your gifts. Support other people's vision. And in doing that, people will discover you, your talents, and your, your capabilities. I believe that everyone's gift is found on the other side of them being of service and them being and walking in their servitude. And the third is you are your greatest asset. Make yourself valuable. This whole world, whether you're in partnership, if you work a job, if you're in school, everything is about how valuable you are and how you can make yourself an asset. So I believe that everyone should do all they can do to educate themselves, expand their ecosystem, their resource base, their relationship base, do whatever you can so that when you get the opportunity, you will be so filled with those who will support you and help you. And you will be so valuable that the player or the organization that you choose to work for won't be able to deny how you can help them achieve their next level of greatness. This is just amazing. And I get to say that we will actually hear from you again next week. If you yes. all register for Brand Week, you could go to adweek.com to register. And Marvetta is going to be holding a workshop for us. Yes. So awesome. Um, I want to thank you so much. This of has course. been, as always, a pleasure. Minutes. <laughs> I know it went really, really fast. It did. But it did. Uh, thank you. And I hope we'll we'll have you back. We'll definitely see you next week at Brand Week. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank we'll you. Thank you for listening to Adweek's Most Powerful Woman in Sports, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens, and edited by Lane McGibney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. If you expect your media investment to deliver clear, measurable results, Walmart Connect can help you get there with powerful analytics and the reach of America's number one retailer. Their closed-loop measurement uses Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to track the impact of your campaigns on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today and see how they can help make your media spend meaningful. Walmart Connect. More than media, meaningful connections.